0: So before I tell you anything about me in detail or what we're going to talk about, I need to address Brody's video. I've been in HR for over 20 years. I've prepped a lot of people for interviews. Um, I don't recommend that practice. I don't recommend those questions. Um, I mean, I've definitely, I don't know, some of you probably have had some weird questions asked of you, and I'd love to hear them because those are some of my favorite stories. Um, Is cereal a soup? Has never been one. You know, trick questions that lead you to Dr. Pepper. Come on, Brod, We need to talk. Give me a call. Give me give you some new, some new questions to ask. So welcome, Abby, to staff. We're, we're really excited to have her. Um, and based on that video, I personally am excited to get to know her um Brody also last week if you missed it talked about Pastor Aaron and his sabbatical and um for any of you who weren't here um I don't know if any of you have ever been in a place in your life where you were exhausted but I have been um years ago I actually remember going to my doctor and saying there's something wrong with me. I am exhausted. I can't think straight. I am not showing up for my family and at work the way that I want to. And I just don't feel like myself. I mean, I was falling asleep on strangers on the bus. Um, And she did all these tests and, you know, blood tests and all the things. And she came back and she said, well, you don't have anything. She said, you're just exhausted. And the truth of the matter is, is we've all probably been there at one time or another, but not all of us have been as fortunate as Aaron is, is to have all of us and to have our overseers say, you know what, (laughs) we're going to give you that time to be well. So Aaron um, actually sent some prayer requests and that's where we're going to start today is we're going to pray together on the requests that Aaron had for him and his family. So let's bow our heads and let's pray for Aaron and Cal and their family during this time. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much, first and foremost, for the overseers and Pastor Paul for just fully honoring Aaron and wanting him to be at his absolute best. All of us have given a lot at different times in our life, and we know that Aaron and Cal have just poured themselves out. We thank you for this, and we ask in this time, in this special sabbatical time for him and his family, we ask for spiritual renewal. We pray that this time is a special season of them seeking God without distraction and that they have that transformation and restoration that their hearts need, that they have rest and peace and time with family. We pray over their marriage, that it can grow even stronger, and that with this special time they can bond deeply as a family and grow even closer together. We pray that God will reveal areas for their lives that may need healing or growth and that God gives them insight and wisdom during this time and moving forward. We also, dear Lord, pray for us as a church and a church body during this time and ask for people to step into the space to continue an environment of love and learning and connection until Aaron returns. We're so blessed that you have given us Aaron as our leader, and we thank you for him and his family and their dedication to us. We know you will bless the sabbatical, this time of rest, and we thank you now for all that you do and all that you've done. Amen. So thank you for joining me in that prayer. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kelly. Um, My husband, Michael, my boys, we've been uh, in this area for about, it'll be eight years in November, and we have been members of this church for about five. Um, You can see here we're busy, as many of you are. I love all kinds of different things from gardening to our dogs to buying things at Target I don't need. I love learning. I'm a total learning dork. Um, My job in life, is teaching and training. I'm an executive and a life coach um, and my passion is really around strength. So as Fred said, I teach strengths workshops and I'm a strengths coach and I believe that God absolutely has placed special things in each of us that we are here to use and do and make an impact on the world and those around us. So that's a little bit about me. So today we're carrying on with uh, the book of Ephesians. And in this, we've been talking about it all summer, and if you've missed it, you're welcome to kind of jump in here and catch up. What we're looking at is that in the letter to the Ephesians, Paul the Apostle is imprisoned, and he is writing words of encouragement. It's a beautiful book. And we are moved from looking at who God is, who we are in Christ, and it's a calling. We're moving into a prayer and a calling. And today we're going to focus on verses um, 314 through 21. So let's, let's read this uh, here together. So if you brought your Bible, dive in uh, with me here. All right. you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So there's a lot of really beautiful things in here um, that we're going to start and touch on. But one of the things that, that I um, have been encouraged to do and do before I come and speak is I just pray over it. What is it that we need to hear? And so I I ask that maybe you listen not with the heart of a lesson, but listen with the heart of, what is it in this for me? Because I believe deeply that there's something in this for each and every one of us, and that might be different for every single person that's sitting here. And I love that about God, and that's the Holy Spirit working in us. So just listen with what, if there's a moment where your, your stomach drops or you get tingly or you're like, hmm, that might be your thing. So listen with that, knowing that. right now that God is with you and that he's here so that you each individually get a special message those are fun car rides home too by the way what did you hear what was interesting to you because it's going to be different things which is pretty cool how he works so one of the things that stood out to me, and you'll see this here in this picture, is that he talks about um, kneeling before the Father, and Paul did this. He poured out his heart in this prayer and, and chose such beautiful and meaningful words. Now, uh, with prayer, there's a lot of different postures we take. He chose kneeling, and, and this is not to be legalistic. This is not saying this is the posture of prayer, but it is a posture of prayer. Um, we Brian prays when... He sings. Um, Sometimes I pray when I'm folding. And in this case, we have him on his knees. When we pray on our knees, I don't know about you, but the times that I've prayed on my knees, oftentimes it's because I want that deep focus. I don't want to get distracted. And I want to stay in the presence of God. And he does exactly that. And as we look at this, he says, out of his glorious riches, may he strengthen you with power through his spirit. May he strengthen you with power through his spirit so it may dwell in your hearts. I think about the heart kind of like a home. Each of your heart is like a home to God. And as we think about who we are as Christians, if you've accepted God into your heart, he's in your home. He's there. He lives within each of us. But the question that really came to me that I was wrestling with as I read through this passage is how welcoming are we to God in our hearts, in our home? We may have accepted him, but how fully is he welcome? Is it a, do you walk in the door and you kind of go, oh, hey, shut it behind you (laughs) as this person's on your porch? Or is it a, get in here? I worked for a, large co- corporation in uh, Minneapolis for, for many, many years in my career. And as part of that, um, I led what's called the Relocation Network. And the Relocation Network was to solve a problem, candidly, and what would happen is we would recruit people from out of state that did not live you know in Minnesota but had a specialty role and job, and they would come and they'd work at our company. And what we noticed Overtime is that after about a year or so, a lot of them quit and left. Now, as Minnesotans, we go, hold up. Could you not handle the cold? Did you not like our hot dish? You know, like, what's the problem? But, of course, being good little HR people, we did surveys. And you know what we found out? We found out that people were really nice at work. We, we pulled out our Minnesota nice but we were not welcoming any deeper than that. And so what happened, Is anybody ever relocated? Know this feeling? Okay, yeah. Is there would come Friday and everybody goes, well, we're going to our cabin. I'm going out with my family. I'm going out with my friends since I've known since I was little. Bye. And left these individuals lonely. And they left. They left. Now, God's not going to leave us. We know that. But my question for you today is how welcoming is your heart? How open is your heart? Are we trying to clean it up and make it all perfect? Candidly, I don't want any faces over here from my family. No no faces. I clean my house a lot, and I make them clean our house a lot. It is as if, I explained it to a friend of mine, I said, it's like I have this idea that Better Homes and Gardens at any moment is going to knock on my door and start taking pictures, like walking around, checking for dust, looking at things. You know, why is this light bulb dusty? You, nobody cares. They're not coming. By the way, I don't even read Better Homes and Gardens. Like, but this is the thing that I realized was in my head, is that somebody's going to come into my home and judge me. Okay, and that's my heart. It's a little guarded, right? Like, don't come to my house and judge me. You know what does that look like? I was at a party, a dinner party once, and we were having dinner, and we we're eating, and it was a lovely meal. Small. There was just like six of us, and and we were two of those people. And the host had set a beautiful table and had a lovely meal, and as soon as we finished, they were hurried, hurried themselves, and they were cleaning the dishes. And literally, like, in the kitchen, far away, here's the discussion. They're like back here, like cleaning the dishes and putting things in the dishwasher and. Cleaning, and they weren't in it. And I realized, that's me. I do this. I do this when people come to my home, trying to make it like all nice and clean. And what I realize is nobody wants it, nobody cares, nobody's judging you. They want to feel welcome. They want to be in relationship. They want to have a conversation. They want to be with you. And that is Jesus in your life. He is there. He dwells within you when you accepted him. He is there already. But my question is, how welcoming are we? Are we in relationship with him? So what holds us back? I don't know for you, but life gets really busy for me. I'm sure it's busy for all of you. I am personally keeping 3M in business with the amount of post-its. So if anybody here works for 3M, I know you're welcome. I got you. I got post-its of all shapes and sizes, from this big to this big. I've got them all. There's even super sticky. Did you know that? That's true. There's super sticky post-its. There's regular, and then they're super sticky. That's right, because I move them around. So you guys have this. We all live this. We're so busy. And sometimes it's not that we don't mean to be welcoming. It's not that we don't mean to involve, and this is what I mean when I say welcome, involve God in our hearts. Welcome him into our lives. It's not that we don't mean to, but life sometimes gets in the way. The other thing that can get in the way is our perspective. How are we thinking about God? What, it, what are we believing is possible through him? Sometimes our ego gets in the way. I've got a really easy time, honestly, praying for any of you. It's harder for me to stay in prayer for myself and my own needs. It just is. And so it's like, what, what is that about? Could it be about limitations of myself, guessing? I mean, it's really hard sometimes to just stay in that and ask humbly for what you need and let God in. Years ago, I was on a, a, a flight. I traveled for work quite a bit, and it was in February, super dreary day, we have, and it, it had been dreary days in a row. You guys know what I'm talking about. These February years, like, when is the light going to shine? And, and, the, and the plane took off, and it, it was going, 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 dark, dreary day. And there was this moment where the plane broke through the clouds, and the sun shined just poured through my window so much so that I had to kind of go like this. And to me, that was an analogy that God gave me for he's always there. Your circumstance can feel like it is under that cloud, and you may not even be brave enough to poke your head up, but he wants us to remember that regardless of the way that it looks right here, that sun is shining. No matter how long it's been, how heavy it feels, even when you don't even know what to ask for anymore, he's there. And I have prayed those prayers. I have prayed those prayers that say, God, I cannot imagine how you can do this. I can't even have hope. I don't, I'm desperate. I don't even know how to believe for this anymore, but I know I can come to you, and I know I can be honest with my messy house. He's cool. He knows I'm hurting. He knows I'm having a hard time believing. He already knows, but he doesn't care. He's so comfortable in my dirty house. (laughs) He's not judging me, and he's not judging you. We have to welcome him in, though, hot dish and all, to the cabin to be with us as part of our lives, not Monday through Friday. And the Monday through Friday sometimes is those things where we already are already. Like, it is a habit for us to pray before meals. Like, that's a habit. What are those outside times, though, where we could bring them in even more, right? In deeper relationship with more promise. So, let's look at this, this next part of this verse. And notice here where he's saying it's continuing on with this prayer that being rooted and established in love, that you may have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp. Look at that word, grasp. How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. We can't fathom, it does not occur to us as humans that he's going to walk into our house, into our hearts, and not judge us. And that not only that, that he's just going to love us so, so much. I remember when I became a parent, well, first of all, I really honestly thought I would just magically turn into my mother and be this really patient loving human being and I'm just me. So there's that. But I also just remember how deeply I loved Lucas is my oldest, loved him. And just you just can't imagine, you know? And then you think, "Oh, I'm going to I'm so blessed we have another child." And you go, "Is my heart big enough?" Well, I've heard the analogy your heart grows. Sounds <laughs> like any of my love for Lucas went away, my heart got bigger. And that's how God is with us. We can't fathom what that feels like. And now my mom and my dad as grandparents go, oh, I mean, we love you, but we really love them. (laughs) You know, it's just bigger and brighter. It is so long and high and deep and wide. We can't fathom. And we just need to accept it. We need to accept it. And so that's what I'm calling us to do today. As the band comes up, I want us to all be thinking about what is it? Where in my heart are those moments where my perspective might be off? What are the situations? We all have them where the perspective that I'm holding is under that cloud, where I'm just not allowing myself to let God in And shine his wisdom, his love, his caring, his concern, his blessings, and wash that over me. And how are we welcoming him in often? It's like a relationship, right? I can welcome you into my home, and you might sit there. You're going to know pretty uh, well off pretty quickly. Is she really want me here or not? You know, you know when you've been in someone's home or you walk into an office room or a meeting, you know, kind of like, mm, I just walked into something. They don't want me here. I do. Yep. I know, I have that gut feeling. Brian, you're welcome in my home. Yep, yep you know that. So you, you have that feeling. He knows your heart. And you know what? If you know nothing else but just to say, I'm struggling, Lord. Like, I'm struggling with this. Get in here and be with me. We're going to take some time as the band plays this first song, and the beginning part of it is just going to be acoustical. Can we do that again, Brian? And we're just an opportunity for us all just to pray about whatever is on your heart. So know before we sing, you can stay seated. Open your heart up to God. Welcome him in. Be the welcoming committee for our Lord and Savior who knows you, who sees you, who loves you more than you can ever imagine. So let yourself have that time and just sit in it. And if you don't know what to pray for, just say, God, what is it I need to see? Just like David prayed that brave prayer. Remember that? Show me, dear Lord, what's in my heart. We could do that. So the first part of the song before we, we begin singing and we stand, just go inward and be with him in relationship.